Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, I'm not sure if there's many gentlemen out there, but if there are, hello. What What is the actual demographic split of your podcast out of interest? I actually have no idea, but I do know that there's only about 5% of men who follow me on Instagram and they're basically Big B, you, my brothers, maybe a few of my brother's friends, that's about it. Do you remember when you first had a baby and you stopped doing those less exotic slash erotic photos and your the percentage of male viewers significantly decreased? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm st- I've still got it. I'm not saying you don't. And maybe it's... I remember there was one specific example mm-hmm. where there was a dude who was like a social, like a dude you knew for around the clubs or whatever. Oh, the boat guy. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, no. Nah, since you've become mum life, I've like disengaged." No, he was he was always like real friendly, like, "Oh, you can come on my boat for free and bring your girlfriends, and we'll take you out on the harbour." And then I remember I was chatting to him about somebody's hens. It was a, it was um one of my girlfriend's hens, and he was super helpful, like, "Yeah, I'll look after you guys, hook you up." And then I remember I got there and I was seven months pregnant, and I was like a fluid retention baby sperm whale and he was (laughs) he didn't want a bar of being my mate after that that shallow prick i'll still be your mate yeah okay so on tonight's podcast we are recording this live from our kitchen i've told ryan he has poured himself a glass of red but i've told him that he must slurp away from the microphone But we have on a very exciting guest. Basically, the whole podcast, we get a lot of, I mean, I get a lot of questions whenever I do a QA and a around our marriage and like, how do we deal with conflict? And, you know, how did I know Ryan was the one and all of this jazz. And I by no means think that Ryan and I's relationship or marriage is perfect. But I do think it's very interesting that you kind of go through life. And in my case, I dated my fair share of different guys. Had to slay a few dragons to get to the princess. Actually, are you a princess? You are a princess, Rianne. Metaphor, yeah. But I think it's funny that there are definitely people that you click with more so than others, right? And it it does. It comes down to personality, and you know, I think there's. Yes. Did you click with me, or were you so sexually attracted? (laughs) Oh God, I definitely wasn't sexually attracted to you. I was attracted to your energy you were so much fun and I'm fun and it was like you're an old woeful miserable man now but I've got three kids so I'm trapped (laughs) (laughs) well so I played it well (laughs) you catfish me so today on the podcast what we are going to do is we are going to get on Christina O'Connell. Now, Christina O'Connell is a clinical psychologist. She's been doing this for over a decade and she's also got a little side hustle. So she's the founder of Dating With Purpose. Now, Dating With Purpose is basically like maths without the TV, without the editing, without the producers, without the BS that goes on with maths. Oh, oh. Hello. Hello. Oh my god, I'm, I'm in my pajamas. I did not. I did not think this through. <laughs> well, I'm much the same. Oh, cute. You're in yours too. Mine is um in his Parramatta eels. Say hello. Hi. How are you? Hi. Nice to meet you. Welcome. I'm here now. Well, looking terrible, but hey, at least we're in like company in our pajamas. Hold on a minute. I'm doing all right. 
<laughs> you look amazing, Ryan. Amazing. Ryan's still in his work clothes with um, wearing his hat backwards like a 12-year-old boy. <laughs> Parramatta Eels supporter to the so death. Committed. So I have just given you a very brief introduction to my listeners. You know, you're a clinical psychologist for over a decade and now you have your little side hustle, which is dating with purpose. Yeah, it's very exciting. It sounds so exciting. <laughs> I would, I, I actually love the idea of maths, right? Which is kind of what mm-hmm. this is similar to, minus all the bullshit and editing. Pretty much, yeah. I love the idea that, you know, you're attracted to somebody based on, you know, pheromones and mm-hmm. certain mm-hmm. things like personality quirks and whatnot. When I was starting this podcast, I was saying it's funny how you kind of go through life and you meet all these different people and yet there's just sometimes there's just one person who just mm-hmm. it clicks differently with. And it doesn't make sense. Like yeah. when you think about when you start out on that dating journey, right, you start out and you're like, okay, I want really good looking, really intelligent, really funny, great family, like the list, the list, the list. And then when you look at the person who ends up being your person, the person that you call home, and then you look at the list and it's like, oh, the list doesn't really matter because so long as I'm with this person, whatever's on the list is whatever. Do you feel that way? You're, you're like, the list is gone. I'm just so happy to be with you. For me, with Ryan, the thing that felt the most different, and I don't know if this is a thing, but it felt very comfortable and yeah. very easy yeah. from the get-go. It, there was no apprehension from me. Mm-hmm. It just mm-hmm. it's a bit That's home. That's oh, home. That's what I mean. That's it about as romantic like as I get. Yeah. <laughs> Did you feel you should come online more often because they're the most <laughs> amount of compliments. I suppose it's not even a compliment to me. Nice. Oh, it's, 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 it makes me feel warm and fuzzy on the inside, but it's not, you're not really complimenting me. But did you feel the same way about me? I certainly did. Yeah. You've, <laughs> so we have both jumped on and we have done the Enneagram test. Enneagram, yeah. Enneagram, shit, I didn't pronounce the A. Oh, close. Enneagram test. <laughs> and you were sent both of our results. Yes, very exciting. I drew I ca- I drew drew I came an equal tie with was it the helper? Yes, number the, 2 the helper. Number yep. 2 the helper and the peacemaker. Correct, number 9, yep. Um I did read a lot of stuff about the whichever one was first. I read number 2, a lot of that. <laughs> I, it's definitely me. Uh, Cuz I and I did read what Ryan came in and I I don't resonate with any of that, but it was you to a T, wasn't it? My description was, but I'm interested more before you get into our individual results, right? Cuz you mentioned at the start and I'm more interested in terms of because you were saying that there's like characteristics that work well on the perfect match, whereas yeah. I've never been like that. I've kind of more been like a – it just doesn't feel organic for me and that doesn't make it right or wrong. That's what just a person – like if, if you were put together based on statistics. So I'm keen to understand how this system works to make a better pair. Yeah, it's an, interesting, it's an interesting question. Look, whenever I have spoken to people who have been in long-term relationships, so, you know, I'm talking 15, 20, 25 years of marriage or even just partnership, doesn't have to be marriage, but partnerships like that, you will often notice that the pair are on the same line. So you remember Ryan mentioning the stress arrow and the growth arrow of your type. So 
a good fit for you is going to be someone who is on either one of those, the growth arrow or the stress arrow, because you have an understanding of each other. So, you know, either your partner integrates into your type or you disintegrate into theirs. Yeah. And so then when those qualities come out, you have a sense of how to navigate that and how to manage that. The alternative is a pair where you have the same wing, not you have the same wing, but your wing is the other person and you are the other person's wing. So again, comes an understanding of each type. So it's kind of like what what you lack, the other person has and vice versa? Yes, kind of. It's a little more complex than that, but you're on the on the right track. Because my understanding of it is that the better you understand your partner, then the more easily you should be able to identify behavioral communication preferences. Mm-hmm. And the better you're able to navigate them. Mm. So when we're my husband loses his shit, I go, oh, yeah, he looks like me all of a sudden. I'll go figure. <laughs> So I don't react to him the way that I wouldn't want to be reacted to either. Oh, we need to we need to focus more on this because Ryan and I are well, like what I'm, I'm here to then is, unpick the. This is our marriage counselling session. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> I think it's so interesting, and I think Ryan and I are quite different. Mm-hmm. We're similar in some ways, but then very different in other ways. Mm-hmm. But our biggest problem is, you know, I reckon conflict like we both tend to go at it quite like two rams it's communication it, yeah it's communication and we're both pretty fiery but co- co- coming <laughs> back to then to the anagram so right so what you're saying is the better preferences are the people that are on similar lines they might not have mm-hmm. similar preferences but they got similar lines similar lines or or they're a wing now for in what your do you mean case, by wing? I didn't understand sorry yeah so no. you so you've you've seen that chart that kind of circular chart with yep. the arrows going through the middle so in that circular chart you'll see that the nine has a one on one side and an eight on the other yep. so a nine would have a wing eight or a wing one depending Ryan you're a six so your wing would either be wing five or wing seven and Amy your wing would be yeah either eight or, or so one. similar sides of the fence is what what you mean by wing yes correct okay, so it's kind of like if it's like a color wheel then it's like you're green but yes. your nearest color is yellow yes. so you've got similar you got some yellow qualities in okay. there okay that makes more sense to me now but when you were saying wing I was I was struggling yeah no that's fine <laughs> It is complex. But what's really nice with you guys is that, Ryan, if you're a six, which is what the test is showing, then you absolutely integrate, which means it's your growth arrow to the best of the nine, which is what Amy is. So when you become your best version of yourself, Ryan, you become more like Amy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. You want me to leave right now. But that's, Please stay. But that's that's prefer- that's, that's so prefacing true. that's prefacing that people want to be a nine. <laughs> no, it's your growth point, Ryan. So it's everybody's growth point is different, right? So for some people on the Enneagram, growth is to bite their tongue and to not react. For other people, point of growth is to speak their truth. So everyone's growth depends on their type. That makes so that's much really sense you. because when he is in a good mood and happy, he comes up to my happy, easygoing, relaxed, mm-hmm. chilled out level. He yes, that's up. right. See? 
It just it just doesn't come up very often. <laughs> I'm struggling to compute. <laughs> he doesn't want to hear I'm it. I'm looking at the Enneagram now and going, where, where am I better than her? <laughs> so the six, that's you, Ryan. Yes. When the six goes on its growth point, it goes to the best of the three qualities. Now, the three is called the achiever. So you become very capable of getting things done. You become very action-orientated. You are conscious of the way people perceive you so you make sure that you do things well because you know you're being noticed and yeah you you get things done and you take care of your family this one of the best things that the six can do is look out for threats and they're big protectors of their family and of their people that sounds the like the loyalist you. right <laughs> correct the loyalist is that right correct but so what's your number one your six, six. And that's mm-hmm. my, and then my growth is a nine, which is yeah. up towards you. Mm-hmm. I still question whether that's um, <laughs> quality or not, but hey, we'll work with the professional opinion. And then my stress <laughs> is a three. Yes. Yeah, but then look at mine. My little circle's exactly the same shape. Like my nine goes stressed to a six and my three is a growth. Yeah. Which is so very. Yeah. So, so Amy, if you're not in a good space, you go to the worst of the six and I go, I turn into a Ryan, (laughs) but but the worst of him, not the best of him, the worst of him. Yeah. The angry, the angry. No, no, but that's what I'm struggling. That's what I'm struggling to understand. Right. Yeah. So if she's a nine and when she's under stress, she goes to a six. Yes. But if I start as a six, are you saying that there's levels of my six and she goes no, to the worst of no. my six? Yeah, there are levels. Within each type, there are levels of health. Right. So when you look at people who have done personal growth, they've gone through challenges in life, they've had to grow, they've worked on themselves, they've done a lot of self-reflection, they've learned through past relationships, romantic or otherwise, they go up in their levels of health. Whereas if they've had Let's use a nice example. Nelson Mandela. Yep. Nelson Mandela is an eight on the Enneagram. The eight is the challenger. Mm-hmm. Before he went into prison, he was an extremely unhealthy eight. And an unhealthy eight is very aggressive, very controlling, very domineering. Donald Trump is also an eight, FYI, just on a wow. side. That's my second preference in terms of school. Okay, sure. Let me tell a story. Then he went into prison, didn't he? He Mm. worked on himself hardcore. He came out of prison and he was the healthiest version of an eight. He was all about fighting for good. He was all about authenticity. He was all about being vulnerable and being real and using his leadership qualities for the best of humanity. That is the best of an eight. So an eight, you can look at the highest level of health and you've got something amazing. But if you go down in the levels of health too far down, you know what that looks like and it ain't pretty. And that's the same for all the numbers. Yeah. So a loyalist could also be controlling then, right? The loyalist goes disintegrates into the three and yes the three has capacity to be controlling but the three is the achiever they can overwork so if yeah my brother is a six and if he goes into overwork mode where he is working crazy crazy hours and burning the candle at both ends and not taking care of himself anymore he's gone to the three 
and that's oh. that's not good. I need to pull him back to the six, and then if he can become slightly more sloth-like at nine, then that is awesome. Sloth-like. So all I heard was Amy's a sloth. <laughs> no, I'm a I'm a nine. Yeah, she said become more of a nine, become more sloth-like. Sorry, I'm. So in terms of compatibility, mm-hmm. are we a decent? You match? are a good match. Are we? You guys have done well. Oh, there you go. What, Maybe that's and, and why what, it was what easy. What makes that? Because we're on the same parallel lines. Because you're on the same lines, yes. Okay. But you don't necessarily have to be on the same lines to be a good match, No, right? the other good match is if you're wings, if you're the wing okay. of each other. So for you, Amy, that would be an eight or a one. And for Ryan, that would be a five or a seven. But interestingly gotcha. enough, like if you look at my points, Loyalist is 23, Challengers 20, Reformers 19. So my wing to your six, uh, to your nine is one and eight, which is my next two highest scoring. And they're my wings. Yeah, that's interesting. That is interesting. I was wondering, Ryan, if we could try and work out which wing you are, whether you're a wing five or a wing seven. Oh. Well, let's... um. Let's break it down. Um, Amy, would you say he's more extroverted or more introverted? Oh. This is an interesting – I've got a view on this, but I'm interested to hear yours. I – oh. I would say he is introverted, more introverted than he is extroverted. Now, he actually – you know how everyone, they have their own mechanisms when it comes to dealing with certain environments and whatnot. And what I know with Ryan is that when he feels a little bit out of depth – or like if he's in a room where he doesn't know people or when he was meeting my family for the first time, Mm. when he feels a little bit uncomfortable, he actually, you know, some people, they, you know, retreat inwards or they become shy, whereas Ryan tries to overcompensate and he almost comes across almost like egotistical because he he starts getting louder and he... That's the worst of the three, by the way. (laughs) It's this weird show of, I don't... Do you remember? I remember when he first met my parents, he was like, he came in like beating his chest and he was loud and he was a bit cocky. And even when he met my best friend and even they walked away and they were a bit like, "Mm, I I don't know. That's his threeness coming out. That's the worst of the three. That's his stress arrow. But he's not that person at all. And it, it comes down to a I don't, I don't know if it's an insecurity. I just think it's a... It's funny. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. It's, I'm naturally introverted. Yeah. But mm. people who don't know me really well think that I'm really extroverted. Yeah. Mm. And that's because when I'm uncomfortable, I compensate with yeah. bravado in a way. Yeah. It's mm. the whole fake it till you make it, right? It's totally. Just a, yeah. But I can be extroverted when I'm with your people. Own cl- when you feel comfortable and you're secure. Correct. Yeah, but that's not an indi- – I don't think that's an indication because that's familiar familiarity. Well, I can't never say that word. That's <laughs> not a familiarity. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. I do. I- but, Ryan, another question for you to try and identify your wing. Do you have an area of significant expertise? It doesn't have to be professional. It might be, but it doesn't, it doesn't have to be. But some area that – you know in great depth and in great detail and if someone gets you on the subject you're pretty excited and you'll go pretty deep with that probably uh probably sport yeah okay interesting okay so if you are a six wing five which is where it's pointing the five is the investigator a six wing five as an average level of health they are independent and serious 
and are often loners. See, this isn't what I thought. They get reassurance from systems and beliefs while remaining skeptical. Mm. See, I was all, I had you pegged for a six wing seven. What seven? The seven is the adventurer who is always looking for something new and something exciting. They typically like to try new things, whether that be travel or food, but they're usually more extroverted. So an average six wing seven is eager to be liked and accepted, but hesitant to speak out about themselves. They have issues with procrastination and initiating projects on their own. No, you're definitely not a seven. I don't think I'm a seven. Like I like the idea of like trying new things and travel and stuff, but I would I would feel more comfortable in something that was tried and tested. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You're a loner. <laughs> I would say that I'm. I have. A, I would prefer, like with you and I, I'd prefer to just be at home with yes. just you than you take me out to a social event where I don't know anyone. <laughs> when you get me there, like the when the engagement we went to for Steph Luck the other day, like I was like, oh, I really don't want to go because I don't know a single person. Yeah, so you just drank fifty five drinks, so you got you were the drunkest there, and and, and he was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good time, but yeah, I don't think you would ever want like by default you would always choose to like chill out with me and watch a movie or something like that. He would never choose to go out to somewhere where he has to like socially interact with people he doesn't know. Yeah, so I, I reckon we can go with the six wing five, the defender. Then oh, the defender, the defender kind of sounds the coolest of them all, doesn't it? Doesn't it? <laughs> sounds like a movie. <laughs> Better than the loyalist. <laughs> I mean, I like the idea of the loyalist sounds, too. The loyalist sounds like a romantic movie and the defender feels like an action and I'm yeah. definitely going <laughs> for more of an action vibe. Sure. Let's run with that. What are you going for? The peacemaker. No, I'm the – am I the peacemaker? You're the yeah, peacemaker. I'm, that sounds like a boring movie. I'm patient, steady, easygoing, receptive, relaxed, unselfconscious, agreeable, uncomplicated, contented, comforting, sensual, and idealizing. Idolizing. Lazy, unable to complete that anything. That I start. can – that's literally every single – yeah. Emotionally unavailable. <laughs> I feel like I'm very emotional. <laughs> Unaware of their own anger. Tick. Yep. They are very good at suppressing their anger, but it exists. It is there. And then when it boils to the top, Mm -hmm. wow. Yeah. Raging with a fire breathing dragon. (laughs) It doesn't, you don't explode very often, the nines, but when you do, man, it can be ugly. Mm. (laughs) I mean, I don't explode very often around anyone but Ryan, but we don't, I don't really explode. We just more bicker. (laughs) When you're like proper fuming, but it's. During my period, five months, five days before I get my period, I'm like a different person. Yeah. Shark, shark week. What I'm number are you? I don't want to tell you because you're going to judge me. Probably, I want to know. It's clearly not the defender. <laughs> well, on this, see, while you, Amy, have one of the most favored types of all on the Enneagram, everyone likes the peacemaker because the peacemaker is able to keep the peace and they're nice to be around and they're chill. Yes. Yes. I am the eight. Heaven help us. <laughs> What's the eight? The challenger. 
the challenger. So most people at my work were challengers. Really? What do you do, Ryan? I'm in sales, so there's a lot of more more red slash blue personalities. Yeah. So the challenger, they don't shy away from conflict. Push the boundaries. Yeah, they'll push the boundaries. They're big on being authentic, so they'll speak their truth, even if they know it's going to rock the boat. They're like, yeah, but I'm here. Like, I'm in the room and you need to know. I I wish I could be a challenger. I'm way too much of a soft cock. I I admire the challenges. (laughs) I want to be one. It's really funny. There's um, eight wing nine and eight wing seven, and they're really quite different. Um, The other thing I should premise is an eight is one of the types that are presenting very differently in the female energy compared to the male energy. So the female eight is a lot softer and a lot gentler, and the male eight can often be more fiery and more reactive. I guess we're socialized in a certain way, aren't we? Yeah, definitely. But um, the eight wing nine, the nine is the peacemaker, right? Okay, yeah. So they talk about the eight wing nine being like the bear. So on the outside, they look like a nine. They look really calm. They look really peaceful. But if you prod the bear, look out because that eight's coming out. (laughs) Then you're going to need the defender. (laughs) Oh, God. Here he comes. (laughs) Here he comes. I'm telling you. This this is prime. He's going to change his Facebook profile now to the the I'm going on a self-development journey (laughs) towards defender. (laughs) But we were talking about it before. So I was saying to you that two years ago I did this with work. Mm -hmm. And well, and it just came out of the topic of, of personal growth and my numbers were significantly different. I think one of the most important things to note is which questionnaire did you do and how many questions were there? Because the one that I sent you guys is the yeah. most validated of all of them and it's the longest. Yeah. There was 144 questions. 40, yes, there was. Mm. Sorry about that. <laughs> I, did, no, no, no. I was about to say I did feel that pain when she goes, I just got a quick survey for you to do next <laughs> Not minute. so quick. I'm, I'm 40 minutes there. <laughs> I didn't take me 40 minutes at all. It took me like 18 minutes. I was pretty quick to – I was like there was maybe five or six that I was stumped on, but otherwise I instantly knew which one I was. Mm. That's good. So it was saying that on the previous one I did, my primary preference was a one Mm -hmm. and then my growth a seven and a stress a four. Oh, they're completely different. Yeah, Yeah, really different. I don't know what I did, but it was the reformer. (laughs) So my lead was the reformer. So the one, the reformer, the best way to describe the one is that they are extremely critical of themselves. They're critical of the world as well, but they're critical of themselves firstly. So I should have done more. I could have done more. I'm not good enough. I should have done it better. I didn't study hard enough. That sounds like you too. They operate in a space of guilt, always feeling guilty that it wasn't quite up to standard. But I guess where I'm I'm going here as well is, I wonder how much different life stages and situations at the time have changed things. I think I did that just as I was going into a new role and maybe I was doubting myself or I don't know. Which is very sick too, the doubting yourself and being indecisive and things like that and trying to find security because that's what the loyalist is looking for is the biggest thing for the six. But maybe it brought out all of the self-doubt of the one in that time. But honestly, Ooh. before I can ha- really engage in this conversation, I would need to know which test did you do because there are lots of Enneagram tests online for free that are very, very short and not valid. Yeah. I, to be honest with you, though, when I read this one that we completed with you, it was like 
a lot more thorough. Bang, but it was less like it was. It felt like completely right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just because we're on this, can I tell you, Ryan, with the six, it's one of the only types, or it is the only type, that has two very separate categories within it. There's the phobic six and the counterphobic six. So the phobic six is where when things are scary, where the environment is scary or a project coming up is scary or whatever it might be, the phobic six will react the way you would expect someone to react to fear. So if you're scared of a spider, you run away. Scared of your wife whispering your name to wake you up. <laughs> Have you seen Ryan when he wakes up? I go, Ryan. And he goes, ah! <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's hilarious. I've got to send it to you. <laughs> Yep. You're not missing much. Yeah, you're missing heaps. Now, the counterphobic six still operates from that fear space, but instead of reacting the way you would expect someone to react to fear, they react with anger and aggression and will kill that bloody spider. That's definitely me. I'm, if something's, I'm a dig in and protect, not a run. Yes. Okay. Counterphobic six. Those are the rarer of the two. Mm. I'm just a rare, I'm out here, a rare specimen. Just ready to defend (laughs) this family from the spider. If you wake up the boys, I'll kill you. Well, you've got me excited. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So my next question is, what do I need to do to cater to my wife's downsides in her personality traits? Oh, so, there's so many of them. So not only is my mother a nine, but all of my besties are a nine as well. So I do have you a soft do, spot for them. the nines. But it also yeah. means that I understand them really well. Oh, this is good. So when a nine is in a really good headspace, they are able to express their wants and needs They don't suppress them. And sometimes they need to feel safe enough to do that. So if the counterphobic six is coming out and there's an air of aggression, she'll retreat and pull back. But when she's able to express her wants and her needs, that is a massive sign of growth. So that's how you can help her. I I noticed that. I feel like I, in past relationships, I've had like quite. Um, you can't make fire with fire, is the way I take correct. that with you. Yeah, so I know Ryan is probably the first guy who, if we're, you know, having a disagreement or bickering, he will soften very quickly. And when he softens, I'm never going to be that person that like I don't hold grudges or anything. I can I can Mexican standoff till the cows come home. <laughs> but as the minute he softens, I'll let all my walls down, and then we are usually able to communicate really well. How beautiful! Yeah. When you were like, oh, I don't hold grudges. You would not talk to me for six weeks <laughs> if I didn't come to you and be like, hey, that argument was silly. Let's just like move on. Even more reason why you just got to come to me. <laughs> I'm the bigger person. But anyway, why digress? <laughs> Sounds like you guys Whatever. have worked out some really nice strategies between you guys. Not talk to each other for yeah. six weeks. No, no, Ryan no. admits when he's wrong. Ryan admits when he's wrong. And... Oh, back to the... Your listeners have heard you say this multiple times. <laughs> okay. I want to also, I know, I, I firstly, I think that I do really think that it's so interesting. And I think that everybody should do this mm, test. Me too. <laughs> I, I think it's, you know, the whole knowledge is power. The more you know about yourself and the more, stop 
touching my boob. The more you know about yourself, you can play to your strengths, I reckon, and then even more so the more you know about your partner. I'll put it like this, right? The amount of time that you put into your employment or into other areas, why not put that time into better understanding how you can support me? Oh, And be a better wife. We just got that on the podcast, people. <laughs> Take a little bit of your Mate, own it's a advice. Two-way street. I hundred percent realise that. Yeah. The defender can do less defending. <laughs> Sometimes I want you to take care of me. Okay, poor Christina. She's like, oh my gosh, they're tiffing on on podcast. So on your website, yeah. which I'll discuss in a minute, is that test on there? No, the application form for the program is on there. And then once you're okay. part of the program, then I send through the test and you complete that as part of it. Perfect. Okay. So do you want to tell everybody what your little, I guess, program is, what your website, I yep. mean, give us a little rundown because I'm very excited. So Dating with Purpose was um, born relatively recently, actually, but it was ca- came out of a need. I mean, after all the lockdowns and all of that, people want to date, but they want to date for real. And, you know, the maths was kind of cool. Everyone really enjoyed watching that. But what I thought would work would be if we have a female-only workshop and training all of the women to work out some dating skills, build some confidence, practice, but then also do the, the work on themselves. Like, what are their trigger points? What have they found difficult in dating? What are the stumbling blocks that they keep hitting? What are the types that they keep meeting? Um, and the Enneagram is part of that map to discover yourself. And for the men, um, we will do a workshop on, you know, like, what do women want? Like, how can you work out what would be a good fit for you? What would be a good match? Some introspection um, and, again, dating skills. And then after we've done the workshop, you do an individual coaching session with me where we discuss your Enneagram results in lots of detail, kind of like what we've done today. Talk about values, what you want in a partner. And then I matchmake. That's like my fun part. Yeah. (laughs) Line everyone up and I send you off with three matches and you have 10 days to go on three dates and practice all the skills you've learned. And do those, do the women organize the dates or is it up to the men or is it just free for all? Free for all. Everyone has each other's numbers. Off you go. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. I'm registering now. So then they have 10 days to go on three dates. They practice all of their skills and then they might meet the one. How awesome would that be? That's possible. They may not. Yep. And then um, we come together for a celebratory cocktail party with food and drink. And we talk about the highs, the lows. What did you learn? What did you like? What was hard? What were the funny stories? And who knows, at the singles mixer, you might find someone interesting um, or you might meet your next best friend, but just getting to know people. And is this over like a set time period? Like is it over a two, three week period? Yeah, it's pretty intensive. So um, the workshops are being run in early August. And then the two weeks that follow that, we book in the individual coaching session. So that happens at one point. Then you have 10 days to do your dates. And then we do the celebratory dinner. So it's over a matter of, yeah, a handful of weeks. Yeah, that's so cool. So it's literally like maths. Like you go on a few dates, except you get to do three different guys. And then you could potentially go on a date with one guy and be like, oh, yeah, he was nice, but then go on another date and you have, like, the sexual yes. chemistry and all of that jazz. And then the third guy you might vibe in a different way, but then you see or then you see each other at the end dinner, the yeah. cocktail dinner, and you can kind of hit it off, which 
It's so exciting. I absolutely yeah. love dating. I might come along. <laughs> I love it too. But in the background <clears throat> and you're in, you're then using the Enneagram results to then yes. pair. I'm using the Enneagram results to pair, but I'm also using the Enneagram results to help people understand themselves and understand their blind spots so that they can see what may have got in the way of dating in the past. Yeah, that's is – there, is there two, like, Enneagram personalities that don't fare well together? Well, there are certain types that clash. So yeah. an eight tends to clash with a four – or a six. Yep. My brother is a counterphobic six and I'm an eight. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, yeah. when I look at us through childhood and teenage years, that was like hell. Like we clashed like crazy. And now we've oh, both wow. had babies and we've done our personal growth and we've gone up on our levels of health. And now we understand each other so well because we're both assertive and both speak our mind, but we do so with respect and kindness and it works. Yeah, that's so interesting. Do you think, and like it's completely different because there's all di- like you've got Enneagram tests and then you've also got like the love yes. languages, like how people We show will their explore love. that too in the workshop. Yeah, because I mean, I, I think even that's quite interesting. Like, I mean, mine's changed now. It was physical touch, now it's acts <laughs> of service just because I love it when Go Ryan just spontaneously <laughs> the washing but I think that you know plays a it's an interesting part of you know the whole relationship thing as well it's so interesting it would be so exciting (laughs) so this is have you run have you run them before or is this 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 is a world first program it doesn't exist anywhere world premiere (laughs) yeah and are you the like so nothing like this exists apart from obviously tv maths which is highly yep. edited this is so thank cool. you so yeah it's such a great idea I think it's absolutely going to take off as well I think if this first round goes you know nuts I reckon you're going to have women knocking at your door think about like how popular the multitude of dating yeah. apps are yeah. right and there's a need for meaningful mm. dating support mm. and interaction and that probably plays into that category right because what else would you do like you go on what's the one like where it's like professionals oh, only yeah. and stuff like that whereas there's no like tangible but well, I do they think, use stuff like this or I still no. think with all those apps you you're like you are sifting through a whole heap of shit like and there are some gems in there don't get me wrong a lot of my girlfriends have met their husbands and partners through Tinder yeah there are always good stories partner. too but I think the bad ones definitely outweigh <laughs> outweigh definitely so I like that this is you know for people who are really yeah. serious about yeah. finding a potential you know long-term partner or you know they're they're taking it seriously they really want to make someone and and a decent person as well so just quickly there is 24 spots for women and 24 spots for men you are not taking any other any other numbers in so so at the mixer there'll be 48 people there even number male Someone can go, every single woman can go home with a man if they want. Leave your keys at the door. <laughs> you can That's go home a with a woman. It could be, yeah, you might find anything. It would be very interesting. <laughs> Sounds like you want to go. I, but, you know, I it's, go. it's the sure. same with everything, right? Like women are more willing to go to the doctors. Women are more willing to seek out help when they need help. So with this, yes. I think it's going to look like more women applying. So what I need all of yeah. you women out there to do is please, for every woman who refers a single man, 
you both get $200 off your ticket each. Yes. Oh, the man yes. gets it some money yes. off too. If you're a woman out there and you've got a brother and a cousin who are both single, you can yeah. put them forward. And do you select yes. who gets through? So say you get 100 women yes. applying. How do you select the 24? Well, I'm going to see what age brackets are applying. So if I get a Smart. massive application rate, which is the way that it's looking at the moment, then I'm going to separate yep. it into the younger cohort and then the older cohort. And is, is there an age bracket where would you say no to a 19-year-old applying? Yes, actually. At this stage, I would, yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Like not I feel like love you're not exactly yeah. <laughs> right. You're definitely not. Is there like an age cutoff that you would say? Like, not a cutoff as in like are you looking for women 25 and over, 30 Yeah, and over. look, the, the rough the rough indicators at the moment is somewhere between 25 and 45, but the applicants yeah. that I've had come through so far are on the older end of that spectrum. Yeah. So yeah, between yeah, yeah. 30 and 40, 30 and 45. Yes. So that's where I think it'll land. I have two girlfriends who I am absolutely going to demand that they apply, <laughs> and they're both mid-30s. Yeah. That's kind of the demographic yeah. that, that is looking very interested in this at this stage. Okay. All right. Well, this it'd, is... It would be hard slog getting dudes to, like, muster the confidence mm-hmm. and uh, do no, this, right? No, but I think it's... I actually think... I think more guys would be inclined to do something like this and not put their face on TV. Yeah. This is a little bit more intimate and it's a little bit more private mm-hmm. and you're still getting well a similar result to what you would do if you went on maths except it's not publicized nationally yeah and I think I think that would be a lot a lot more off-putting to most men yes absolutely I mean it's off-putting so I, towards me <laughs> oh god I I know I I'm a hundred percent I'll tell you who I'm gonna tell to get on it probably uh, won't share their name I won't this. share their name and I also I reckon there's two of Ryan's friends that I reckon I'm gonna tell them to apply as well oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 that's yeah. where Ryan knows a few people the defender over there (laughs) yeah no it'll be very interesting is i'm just trying to think so your website is datingwithpurpose.com.au i'll put all of this into the show notes i should mention that the tickets are Mm $12.95 not $12.95 $1,295 but you do get obviously the female workshop or the male if you're male they get the one-on-one with you they get you know lots of life advice and wisdom and <laughs> you know skills mm-hmm. a new set of skills mm-hmm. probably enneagram, enneagram which... results and a new set of confidence mm-hmm. hopefully and potentially a life partner yeah potentially that's, and that's a bargain yeah. and three matches and the dinner party of course with bar yes, and all of that yeah. like it'll be a big party and you have access to me as well for the life of that program so via phone or email so they can continue to pick my brain whether that be for you know stories of good things or whether that be because they're getting a little nervous or a little rattled or want a reminder so I'm happy to be that person yes so lovely I think it's going to be amazing um I'll put everything in the show notes but I'll also pop stuff up on my Instagram so for those who don't listen to the podcast tisk tisk but also (laughs) Give them an opportunity to discover some more information about it and potentially apply and mm. potentially go on to make the love of their life. It would be nice if, you know, I'm, I'm picturing running this four times a year and then I want to have reunion mm. dinners once a year for... Oh my gosh, it'd be amazing. Imagine all, and imagine you get all these success stories. Mm -hmm. Hopefully they invite you to the wedding. Mm -hmm. I hope so. That's so so cool. (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, you should just you should be guaranteed a ticket if made a life match. Okay, well, thank you so much for jumping on the podcast. We're both in our pajamas. Don't worry, no one will see. No one thank will see goodness. that. They'll just hear our voices. <laughs> yep. But it's been so interesting and I'm so glad that Ryan and I both did the test. Yeah, thanks, guys. Um, Thanks so much for opening up and sharing your story. It was really fun to chat with you guys. Yeah, nice. Um, We appreciate your time. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, God. Sounds like a newsreader. I'm going to check back in with you anyway and see how you're going and everything and how many people and whatnot. And, oh, sorry, I should say it kicks off. When does it kick off? On the July the 16th is the last date you can apply, right? July 16th, applications close, so get your skates on. And then the first kind of it kicks off on August what 5th. Date in August? August 5th. Yeah, so it's coming wow. fast. Yes. Okay. It's wow. It's twentieth of June already. Yeah. Okay. So it's like seven weeks mm-hmm. away. People are gonna get get ready. <laughs> All right. Amazing. Thank you so much, Christine. I will chat to you maybe on Instagram. Yeah, sounds good. Thank you so yeah. much. No worries. We'll speak to you soon. Have a good Thank week. You. Bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Ryan is retreating to the couch so that he he can drink his wine in peace without slurping it into the microphone. But that was Christina O'Connell. I'll put her handle down. I just find everything to do with personality tests and love languages, even star signs. I find it all so interesting. And the more you delve into it and the deeper you go, the more it all makes sense. I'm a true believer in all of that. I'm a true believer. I do like Justin Bieber as well. But thank you for joining us. I will put in, I think I've said I'll put in stuff in our show notes a hundred times now, but I'll put in all the details, datingwithpurpose.com.au. It is like quite an expensive ticket, but if you walk away with, I guess, the man of your dreams, then you've got yourself a bargain really. And to be honest, if you can like put forward a brother or a cousin or a workmate, get some money off, you've got yourself a discount there. So tell all of your single friends and your single girlfriends and your single male friends. And I want to see all of this come to fruition. I want, I want this to work. I think it'll be an exceptional experiment. You're right. Okay. I will love you and leave you. I'll see you again next week. Okay. Bye. Mm-hmm.